listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. Tanner, we, we both kind of had different weekends, but it's great to be here with you. How are you doing, my man? Terrible. Just Ela- absolutely just Elaborate absolutely a little terrible. bit. What's going on, man? Uh, well, the Bucks lost a pretty <laughs> terrible game. Lots of turnovers, terrible, stupid penalties. And then I'm at one and three on my picks last week. <laughs> Not great. I picked, the, I picked the Lions to beat the Eagles, and they got blown out by 40. Yeah, that and wasn't then, close at all. <laughs> and then maybe to make it worse, I'm in three fantasy leagues. I have Derrick oh, yeah. Henry in all three leagues, and uh, looking like he's out for the season, so – he might Pretty not play another game. He might not play another game, you know, for, for the for the majority for the, for the remainder of the year, right? So that's a big blow. And what he was easily by far the best running back, the best fantasy player up until this point, correct? He so has a hundred and forty point lead on the next closest guy. Oh my god! So he's football as running back. He's a whole week ahead of everybody else, you know, or a few weeks. He's a whole team's week ahead of everybody else, pretty much, right? But that's a big blow to make you feel a little bit better. I went three and one on my picks last week, and my Dallas Cowboys got a got a win without our starting quarterback on the road. I'm I'm feeling pretty good, but let's move on. I'll try to make you feel better as the episode goes along. But Tanner, let's start off with what we just got done watching. Our NFL Week Eight takeaways. A lot, a lot has kind of transpired in this past week. The trade, the trading deadline has come and passed, and we had a couple of pretty interesting games. As I said, Dallas beating Minnesota, uh, New Orleans beating the Bucks, and then obviously the, the issue or the injury to Derrick Henry. Patriots are playing some really good football. There's some stuff to address here at you know to start the show, then to wrap up here in the first half before we get to the break. As always, Tanner said he went one and three. I went three and one. We got to give our picks of the week uh, for the upcoming stretch of football. Pretty interesting, pretty good stretch of stretch of games coming up uh, for us, Tanner, this week. Yeah, the slate looks really good. Lots of stuff to talk about. And then in the second half of the show, we're gonna unveil our mid-season power rankings. Yeah, we kind of did this about four weeks ago, and I promise you, the teams are not the same, and at least not in the same order. Definitely as not. Those, as four weeks ago. Definitely Some not. things have uh, changed in the world of football. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to do a little sports recap lightning round. Talk a little bit of NBA. Talk a little bit of college football. Talk a little bit of baseball. World Series going on. Could be over by the time this podcast comes <laughs> oh, out. Oh, yeah. Very well could be. Uh, the UFC fights last weekend. UFC fights this weekend. Just a little bit of everything to talk about in the second half. Yeah, man. Stick around for the entire thing, guys. You don't want to miss what we're spitting out to you this week. But, Tanner, let's get to the games. Let's get to what we just got done watching this past weekend. 
And let's start with my Dallas Cowboys. They got to let me break it down. So they get a win on the road with Cooper Rush starting at quarterback against. I know you disagree when I say a, a good team, and they are three and five. So stats go, do go against that, but a skilled offense, a potentially very skilled offense. And I would say the best offense that they have faced probably since playing Tampa or playing the Chargers in week two. So this was a rather big test without the starting quarterback. They go out and get the win 20 to 16. Obviously, I'm a little higher on Dallas than you have been up until this point. But did this kind of change uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys? Um, Or better or worse? Better or worse? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm higher on them than I was. I get a little bit higher on them every single week. But that's right. That's right. Right. I still think I still think this team has a ceiling, and this Vikings team isn't good. But yeah, it's a Not huge win. it's a huge win to come into go on the road to Minnesota, which is a tough place to play, and get a win without one of your best players and your starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, and win with a guy named Cooper Rush, who has four of- career snaps. Okay, <laughs> four throws, I believe. Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, he's he's never this this was his first official start. He was never starting a game, but he's been in the league for for a few years. We, we've had him on the roster for a couple of years now. Hasn't you know been able to actually get on the field, barring a couple of throws. But dude had three hundred and twenty five yards, two touchdowns, just uh, just the one interception though. He should have had about three of them. Uh, a couple of them were called <laughs> back due to do other other things going on on the field. But two touchdowns, one interception, over three hundred yards. I was impressed, and honestly, one of the more surprising things to me, I thought it was going to be Dallas running the ball 45 times. It was literally just going to be a, a run show, hand it to Zeke, then next next uh, play, you're, you're handing it off or tossing it out to Pollard. Not so much. Cooper rushed through the ball 40 times. <laughs> you know, it, it, they weren't just leaning on the run. They, they, they did run the, run the ball a decent amount. But man, they were putting the, putting the ball in Cooper Rush's hands and letting him honestly decide the fate. Of, of this game obviously it worked out in their favor uh dallas is now seven and oh seven and oh against the spread this year i know you went one and three last week if if you want if you want to free me you want, want to give me i don't know if we just kind of pick the cowboys going 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 into next week if i were you but i i, I was impressed though i was impressed i really was i i was not expecting a victory especially from a guy who you know has zero career starts you, you you're facing a higher caliber offense I didn't know they were going to be able to match, you know, match their their output of points. But I think the most impressive, the most impressive thing about the performance was the defensive performance overall. They allowed only one touchdown, and they had multiple red zone stops where they, they simply, you know, held the Vikings to multiple field goals. And if they score a single touchdown, a couple of touchdowns on, on those uh, on those end zone on those, on those red zone drives that they had, you know, it, it's a different game. But they they kept them out of, out of the end zone, held them for a couple of field goals. I think this was the most complete, okay, the most complete I've seen the defense play despite not having a single takeaway. You know, that that was like the one big thing going in their favor so far this year. They, they didn't have a single takeaway, though I think it was their best defensive performance so far this year. I really do. Easy to have a good defensive performance when you're playing Kirk Cousins in primetime. In prime time, especially, like, uh, has he ever won in prime time? Is he oh, or did he get that? No, home victory? he's definitely won once at least. But he is he the has, one victory. He has a terrible record. I know. Uh, before that, he was zero and yeah, ten. Yeah, there was a time even though, but zero like eleven or something like that in prime time. I know he won. I think like a Monday night game against someone bad. 
no, I, I, I 100% know, know what you're talking about. But overall, I was I was thrilled uh, w- with the Cowboy victory. I did not see it coming. I think we have to talk about coaching, talk about Kellen Moore, talk about even though people want to diss on him, talk about Mike McCarthy getting getting his guys ready to play. Dan Quinn, again, I think that was their best offensive performance of the year. I'm kind of on cloud nine right now, Tanner. Sitting at six one, not not too many complaints, man. I would not obviously, you know, did not predict this coming into the season, uh, but very good, very good. And to to kind of flip channels to kind of uh, move on here, you can see that I'm not wearing this shirt. The shirt's not behind me. I, I wanted to hang it up before we got we started the show today. I wasn't able to do so, but my last week wearing the shirt, Tanner, the straight out of Tampa Bay T-shirt that I've had to wear the last eight weeks, it led to a Bucks loss against the saints when when honestly it hurt me just as much as it hurt you because if they no, win that game by four no, over four points no, Tanner, i go four and oh i don't Bucks win that game over. <laughs> i do see it i see it in your eyes you're hurt man let, let, let's move on and talk about this game what was the biggest reason you broke it down kind of for me off the mic do it for me here again what was the biggest reason for that loss against a backup quarterback as well it was back it was, it was the backup quarterback day but still Walk me through it here. Man, where do I begin? There's so much to start. Uh, one, the Saints just kind of – as a Bucs fan, this hurts because our it's our biggest rivalry is the Saints. Got to be. And the fans talk trash on Twitter all day to each other. And But they've beaten us, I believe, it's either six or seven straight games. In, in the regular, regular season. I believe it's seven. Seven straight games in the regular season, they, I don't know, for some reason, we just can't do anything against the Saints team. And their defense just, for some reason, destroys our offense every single time we play them. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense, honestly, when you're looking at it. It really doesn't. We had four turnovers, and we had over 110 yards in penalties. We had 11 penalties multiple of them on third down, personal fouls, giving them free first downs after a negative play, one on a pick that ended up being a touchdown. Yeah, it's big. It's that's just – man. Which, that gets to another thing. The refing in this game, I'm not one to super complain about the refs, but the refs were atrocious in this game. They blew so many calls, and I don't know if they're making up for the Saints-Rams thing – in the Dude. playoffs, but like, don't do it against the Bucks. That's not fair. And I then, just think officiating overall has been so bad yeah. this year. Like, yeah, so sure. bad, you know. And like, it hurts whenever Jameis Winston, who's their starting quarterback, goes down with torn ACL, which stinks for them. And obviously, Jameis is the guy that used to play for the Bucks, and I did, I did like him, and like, I root for him still to like succeed. I don't necessarily wish the Saints any luck, but at least Jameis Winston. Right. And it sucks to see him go down. I really wanted to see like the Jameis versus Tampa storyline play out. It was close. They, they, they called the flag, a horse collar tackle on me. He grabbed him by his shoulder, which is not illegal. They just threw a flag because he got hurt. I'm sorry that he got hurt, but it's not an illegal play. Like, it was just so frustrating this whole game. I was so mad like all day. It was Halloween. I had kids coming up to my door knocking. <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, here you go. Here's the candy. Like 
Oh, you, you, uh, you gave out candy, though? That's good. You're a good neighbor. Look at you doing good for the kids in the community right there. But you, you didn't get any any sugar there, did you? No no one dropped anything nice off at your door or anything like that. You you no. got a piping hot loss, 36 to yeah. 27. And you guys had a chance, right? Before, <laughs> before that last that, that pick six, like you guys had a real chance at coming back and winning this game. I, I thought it was yeah. all, all coming together ball, for, for that game-winning drive. Remember we had the ball at the end of the half. It was minute 55. We had two timeouts. Exactly. We had Tom Brady. Like and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's all you, you've done it with less. You've yeah, done like it with when, much less, you know. When does that happen? When Tom Brady throws a game ceiling pick six to lose the game. I it's just oh, man. I couldn't tell you exactly. Stinks. But this team is so injured. Our defensive backs stink right now. Mm-hmm. After the but after we have a bye week this week, after the bye week. There's a chance we get Antonio Brown back, Rob Gronkowski back, Scotty Miller back, Sean Murphy Bunting back, Carlton Davis back, Richard Sherman back. Like this team, that's a lot of impact players. Yeah, this this team's gonna be all right, I think. But man, this bye week cannot come at a better time. We really need to get healthy. And I'm done talking about the Bucks. I'm getting mad. I can tell Tanner's mood has completely changed since, since we started this thing over. But I agree, man. The Saints D really just pressured him unlike anyone else has so far this year, I would say. right? Like, I don't think he felt that kind of pressure. Maybe you could say against the Rams because that was, that was a pretty bad performance as well, but not much. This is not what he's used to with that offensive line, especially and with, with those receivers. Pressure. Those, it was like he just looked uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. His, his receivers. I mean, the only guy who was open and he was open all day was pretty much Godwin. It seemed like. Besides that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like everyone else did a pretty solid job on their coverage. But yeah, Godwin was wide open all night. They 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 rode that train as as far as they could. But again, that pick six so uncharacteristic. You know that that is not that is not how Tom Brady ends those games. I know. I, I played you guys week one. Tampa uh, Cowboys, obviously, you guys had, I think, a minute left in the game, maybe a minute 30 left in the game, a timeout. I believe you drive down, and Tom literally throws four balls out of bounds, and you guys took a game-winning field goal, obviously, right? So I've, I've seen it so many times from him. It almost seemed like it was going to be on cue. Like, okay, they have the ball. They have two minutes left. Let's go to drive a field goal, and they win the game. It just kind of seemed like that was, you know, the, the unforeseen – event that was going to take place not not so much a pick six saints take the game but i I don't think any higher per se of of the saints here they they played a really good game but i feel like the bucks lost it more than the saints won this game that's kind of my takeaway from it i would definitely agree i think the bucks lost this game for sure i'm not very high on the saints team the saints team just lost their starting quarterback and yeah especially still out might play this week but he's got real limitations, and this offense doesn't have an NFL receiving core. And, I mean, the defense is great. The def- New Orleans defense is very good, but this offense has real, real limitations that I just can't see them winning the South, which I think – 100%. No. They're not, they're not a threat. Game before it started was for the South, but now that Jameis is out – Not a threat whatsoever. Hitching no. their points. Exactly. I I don't buy into them whatsoever. I think this is going to be the biggest win of them for this season. And we could see, you know, see a little bit more of going downhill or them you know, simply just trying to stay afloat, I would say, for the remainder of the year is kind of where I'm at on them. Uh, let's move on, though, and talk about a couple of the different things going on in the league. I think this one impacts you more than most people. You said it earlier, you have Derrick Henry 
in three of your fantasy leagues, yet he goes down to a season-ending injury. Speak on that for a second, man. What's that going to do to the to the Titans' offense, which is so run-based? And what does that do for your fantasy team? I think you're kind of screwed now. <laughs> yeah, my fantasy teams are not <laughs> ideal right now. Not at all. Uh, that in the Henry Ruggs news definitely oh. definitely doesn't help my fantasy team. Yeah, you're going downhill, man. But uh, <laughs> you're sending so it in. You're kind sending of it punting in. in that league. But yeah, having Derrick Henry, it's it's tough because he's the number one fantasy player and he is dominant every single week. He's the only guy you could kind of rely on. And week in a, and week out, like and week a week Jones, out, he's going to play well. And a Jones fracture in your foot is a big injury. Like I know we're not exactly doctors on this podcast, but not at all. There's a lot of players that can't really come back from a Jones fracture and he's a big guy. And you, I don't know if you know, but you put a lot of weight on your feet. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when you're that big. Heck yeah. yeah. Like, Heck yeah. You do. Like Julio Jones has never been the same since his Jones fracture. Derwin James is not nearly as good after his Jones fracture. Like these are guys that like that are younger than him at the time that he got hurt. And like, it, it just kind of sticks for like this this I don't want to say it's his career but like it's a big injury and if he doesn't rehab it right it could be like this is a huge injury for Derrick Henry so upsetting too on the path that he was on people yeah, were saying obviously break the rushing record people were saying it for putting MVP you know putting his name in the in the MVP conversation yeah rightfully so you know rightfully so he was in there so it's a big blow and then for the Titans, especially, you know what? They're a top three rushing team in the NFL. Derrick Henry is by far, by far the leading rusher. And then you said fantasy-wise, he's 150 points, 140 points next to the to that next best guy. So he's miles ahead of any other running back, any other weapon out there in the league. And I am concerned for this Titans team going forward. I'm not sure what their offense is going to look like. I know they have the the the, the uh, wide receiver options, the weapons to go out there and just throw the ball 40 times, but there's a reason they've had the minimal success throwing the ball they have so far this year, and it's because of the threat of Derrick Henry, the threat of their run game. You know, So I am definitely concerned as to what this offense is going to look like for the remainder of the year and going forward in general. Right, As you said, this could be something. We're going to find knows. out Sunday against <laughs> Who the Rams, right? Yeah, Rams. That's that's well. That's, that's tough, right that's away. It's a, a tough first game without Derek. right away. So that's the thing. I I think they are going to lean a little more on the pass. And we talked about this earlier. If you're debating starting Ryan Tannehill this this week in fantasy, might not be you know might be a, a bit of an of an experiment week this week and say how many times are they going to throw the ball? It is a top defense. He's going to be playing, so maybe it's not the best you know example to use. But they're going to be throwing it a lot more. Uh, I'm just interested to see. Also, what a guy like Adrian Peterson can do. Guys who they brought in, what, what's the backup back they already have? You said you picked Jeremy him up. Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever his name is. So, uh, I'm interested to see what their roles are going to look like, how much they end up using them. Are they going to continue to run the ball, or do they do a complete switch on the offense? And and because they're a very middle to lower pack as far as, as far as passing so far this year. So, let's see what kind of changes going forward. That's what I'm looking out for, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah and sticking on the AFC, what about – uh? What about the New England Patriots? They get a huge win against the Chargers, who a lot of people had kind of crowned as one of the best teams in the AFC. And now I think people are kind of running it back a little bit on the Chargers. Backtracking, people, man. Yeah. People are running it forward with the Patriots. So what do you what are your takes away from that game? 
Dude, I think the Patriots have just been playing good, real, just really, really solid football. The, honestly, ever since that Tampa game, you can say that the loss to well, Miami. Really besides the week one loss to Miami, they exactly. Really well. they're, 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 they're playing good. Tampa Bay and Dallas, who are two of the best teams in the league. Exactly. You're not you're not gonna blame them from losing to the, to the top offenses close. out there. They were both super close when they played Tampa and 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 uh the Cowboys as good or better than anyone else that's played them so far this year at, at full strength, you know. So I have been nothing but impressed. They're coaching, you know, five five out of five there. Their defense is playing up, uh, is, is playing phenomenal, I would say. Their offense Matthew Udon might be a defensive player of the year nominee. He's been dude, going he crazy. has been a such such a great pickup for them. I was super excited in the offseason when I saw that signing go down, but it's just translated so well on the field. And yeah, he's been their best defender. So far this year, very well could be in, in the defensive player of the year uh, in, in those talks for sure. But yeah, offensively, they're getting better. Mac is getting more and more comfortable in, in the system. You can just tell and his receivers are just building more. I can just tell they're building more and more chemistry with each other. They're, they're running game. Obviously, they're going to run the ball efficiently. It's, it's New England, so they're still running the ball. They're passing it efficiently. Mac Jones, can Speaking I say their, can I say I was oh. wrong about Mac Jones? Because <laughs> obviously, no, you know, I, no, you know, no. I was I was so far on the other end. But what I say, he landed the the one spot I like him in is where he is with the New England Patriots, and he is thriving. I, he he's definitely the best quarterback in his class so far this year, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah, I would agree. I think he's second for offensive rookie of the year. Behind Jamar Chase, second or third with Harris for sure, Najee for sure, but. Yeah. You probably give him the nod over over Harris. So yeah, top yeah. two, top two. Yeah, so sure. definitely can't complain about that if you're in New England. But just speaking of New England's receivers, did you see that Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers has 126 career catches. Yep, zero touchdowns. I was gonna say, are you gonna say it or you want me to say it? Zero touchdowns. That's nuts. That's weird. Like, it's so weird, isn't it? Like, like how he's good. Whenever you watch the games, you're like, oh, Jacoby he's effective. Myers. He's pretty good. How yeah. has he never got a touchdown? I think he's thrown a touchdown. Or thrown I've seen, a um, I've seen maybe one, at least one so far this year that got called back. So I saw one this year that he did score, got called back as a holding call or something like that. So he's made was it to the end zone. No, I don't believe that was against the cat. I think it was. I, I I watch a decent amount of Patriot games, honestly. So one of my one of my uh, brother's roommates is a Patriot fan, you know. So I watch a decent amount of games there with him, but. I, I don't know who it was against, but he definitely had one called back this year where everyone was like, okay, finally he got in the end zone. But isn't that was, I was actually asking him that not too long ago. Like, how is he still in the NFL? I know, I know it's because of what he does. No, he's, he's good. What he's he like, does between, between the end zones, I know. But like, how do you not have a single career touchdown in multiple seasons played? That's, that's a decent question, I think. I really do. But good player, can, you know, gets a lot of catches for him for sure. They need another receiver, though. I think that, that's my oh, biggest sure. takeaway of watching them so far this year. I am honestly just begging them to go out. I, I was. Tra the trading deadline obviously already passed, but I was just begging them to go out and trade for a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. Go get, I don't know, a Brandon Cooks. Go go pick up Deshaun Jackson. They need any sort of help they can get at that in, in that receiving core. Uh, just, just honestly to help Mac out a little bit as well, right? Go and get him another weapon, another maybe a deep down, uh, down ball or sorry, downfield threat for sure. But that's that's the only thing watching them is they just need another receiver. But the defense, as capable as ever, it seems like, playing playing very well. Obviously, their secondary isn't the best, um, but 
they're playing okay. And then, like I said, Judon's getting to the quarterback, and offensively they're getting better and better. So I don't have too many holes on this roster to pick in comparison to last year when we were just bashing on this roster because, like, all season long, you know. So I'm impressed. Hunter Henry's been really solid for him as well offensively. Mm-hmm. Really, really like what I've been seeing from this Patriot team. Really do. As far as it also sticking, you know, sticking in the AFC as well. Uh, before we move on and get get to our uh, picks of the week, I talking about uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. That Cleveland offense, man, so many injuries. I'm not sure what to expect week to week. I think, I think they're averaging like 15 points the last three weeks offensively. I know that was because you know Baker missed a game. The, the, all the running backs are out. They didn't have. And, you know, the, the uh, offensive tackles are out as well. You know, they're, they're having issues on the offensive line. But I'm still disappointed from what I've seen from this Browns team so far. I I, okay, I, I still am, you know. But whenever you're that injured, it is hard. It's a completely different team, you know. But, yeah, it's definitely still disappointing. Um, I'm just glad about- I, picked, I picked the Steelers plus three and a half last week. Obviously they ended up winning that game by five. So I, I was sitting pretty, pretty much no matter what, if you watch that game, but uh, the, the thing with the Browns as well, you know, they're playing even in their division next week, they play the, uh, they play the Bengals next week. You know, they're, they're watching Baker play, then they're going to have to watch Joe Burrow play. And how much better would the Browns be Tanner if they had Joe Burrow instead of Baker Mayfield? That That is honestly, when I'm looking at the team, that's one of the, What's one of the things I look at, man? It's one of the few holes that I'm spotting on this roster. It really is. He's not bad. He's just I mean, not. He's just not good enough. I don't think. Like he just. I mean, he's playing. He is playing with a torn labrum and a. Like it's a, not even what I've seen this year. I've been seeing this for him for years. Ever since I've seen him enter the league, honestly. He had okay year last year. I don't think he's the reason for their success, though. I don't know. I don't know. And the reason he, I don't know. I just have so many doubts. Either you can leave Cleveland to the playoffs. That's like big. A pretty successful season. Who was the last the quarterback outcome. to take the Browns? Yeah, who's the last good right. quarterback they had before Baker? Baker's their best quarterback since Bernie Kosar, maybe. Sure, I'm gonna I let you get with that one. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you win that one. But look at this Browns roster overall. Not just Baker. This is we, we were saying this was a top three roster in all of football to start the season. Like this yeah, is. He's got all the pieces. Around. I know that's that's why they're injured right now. I'm just saying. He's got all the pieces around him. And Not right now. He's still got Hunt back. He's got Landry back. Odell's he's out there. Hunt back. He has Chubb. Oh, sorry. Did I say Hunt? I meant Chubb. Sorry. He's got Chubb back. He's got Landry back. He's got Odell back. The offensive line, I know they've had some issues, but it's still a, a decent – it's like he's getting hassled every other throw. I'm disappointed, man. Disappointed with what I've seen so far. And I think they still should be better. And if I want to upgrade, there's one position I know that could be upgraded, and that is the quarterback spot. Besides that – Wide receiver, you're pretty good. Running the ball, you're pretty good. Offensive line, you're good. Your oh, defense is top five you, when it's healthy. Where do you upgrade quarterback at? Like, what? What is the upgrade? That's tough. That's tough. Do you go out there and and make yourself a candidate in the Deshaun Watson? I don't know trials. What's whatever's going on right now? Either way, I think there are ways that would be the best way. Obviously, maybe through the draft. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Obviously, you hold on to Baker. But you're going to be picking. Low enough to where are you going to get a guy that's better than Baker Mayfield? Oh, you're going to have to trade. You're going to have to make a trade if you want to make a court to get another quarterback. You, you got to pull off a trade and you have the assets to pull off some sort of trade, I believe. So we'll see. That's the one of the things I've noticed as far as uh, as far as the, uh, the Browns go. Not so much the high caliber offense. We saw to start the season injuries and such. Uh, but I just got Chubb in fantasy this past week. 
and he just got back, obviously. No, no Kareem Hunt so far, or you know, still. So I think Chubb's gonna have a pretty big workload. Hopefully, he can kind of get them back on track and get me some fantasy points because I, I need some wins. Tanner, let's move on though and get to our picks of the week as usual. So I went I went three and one. You went we went one and three. So where do you sit on the season now? Like where is your if you have that handy, where what is your season total? Uh 15, 16, and one. 15, 16, and one. I am 17, 14, and one as well. So neck and neck. I, I got the advantage this past week. Uh, do you want to start with over under as usual, looking at the uh, total points scored? Yeah, sure. Okay. I uh, just want to say for the last few weeks, I've been pretty confident in my picks. Has not worked out this week. I am not confident at all. So maybe a little flipperoo. So <laughs> maybe the fate will be change for me i need something but uh, let's uh, start with over okay yep. so what do you what are you looking at for your over as far as total points score for the over i decided to go the bills versus the jags at okay three, at 48 and a half okay i kind of think the bills are going to score like 40 points by themselves and then you just need 10 points out of the jaguars maybe a garbage time touchdown something like okay. that some sort of backdoor cover against the jags yeah, I just – I can't see this Jags team stopping this Bills offense. Not at I, all. Think, I think this Jags offense will score a few points. I don't I mean, think they'll be shot out. Geno Smith just dropped 33 on those Jags, you know. Exactly. So I think, so I think about what Josh Allen's going to do. Exactly. So, I think he's going to score – because they scored 33. He's going to at least score 35, maybe up to 40. So, yeah, you're asking, you're asking the Jags to do very minimal work there. But, again – Asking a little still could be asking too much out of those Jaguars. Uh, I don't I don't hate the pick. You said it was at 48, 48, 48 and a half. half. Okay, so you need about 25 per or at least a, or a big game from the Bills, about 12 or so, maybe uh, 12 to 14 from from those Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't hate it. I don't love it. We'll see how it turns out. Maybe that's better luck than loving it for you the past couple of weeks, like you said earlier. But uh, let's get to my over. I am looking at the Cardinals and the 49ers this week. Okay, so cards, 49ers. The line is only at 46 and a half, which I thought was a little low, honestly. Cardinals are averaging over 30 points a game. Niners fresh off a 33-point victory against the Bears. Um, what's his name? Garoppolo is back. When they have Jimmy Garoppolo in the lineup, they average 20, over 26 points per game. Uh, Arizona, like I said, averaging over 30 points per game. And I think the cards are going to be wanting, you know, a, a nice big bounce back performance after that loss last week on Thursday night, you know? So I'm thinking a big game by Arizona. Uh, 49ers are going to be able to hang in there and score some points themselves. They're missing uh, J.J. Watt, which is going to hurt their rush defense. 46 and a half just seemed a little low for me. So I'm definitely going to take the over on that. You know? Yeah, I definitely don't hate it. Uh I kind of like the 49ers on the spread in that game. I kind of think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be close as well. I yeah, definitely but, agree with you there. But moving on to under, who did you take? Uh, I'm looking at the Falcons and Saints game. Okay. And this one I I don't I don't love myself because it is 42. Uh, and I've seen the Falcons just go off at spurts this time. Same thing with the Saints against this rough defense. But Falcons are obviously without Ridley. And, and they only scored 13 points against the Panthers last week. So I'm, I'm hoping it's more of a 13-point you know, outing in comparison to like a 30-point performance for the Falcons. And then as far as the Saints go, obviously without Jameis Winston, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. Not sure what to expect from Simeon. 
I think it's going to be a low-scoring matchup. And I'm honestly not sure how many points that Falcons offense, especially without Ridley, is going to be able to score on that tough Saints defense. So under 42 seemed okay to me. That seemed pretty realistic. Does it change your opinion if Taysom Hill plays instead of Trevor Simeon? It does not. I think Simeon okay. should. I think Simeon should start. I would start I him and, and just throw. Taysom Hill is healthy. Taysom, Taysom should be clearing. He's going to start. He should be clearing um, concussion protocol or, or whatever he was in. So yeah, he, he must have had a really bad concussion. Four weeks. Yeah, in comparison to freaking Daniel Jones, who got rocked, stood up and was drooling, could barely walk, and that dude was that dude was out there six days later, seven days later, you know. So I don't know. Maybe one health department is a little better than the other. Maybe one guy's a little tougher than the other. Um, but no, it doesn't doesn't really change my opinion. I think either way, it's a rather low ceiling on the Saints offense, no matter who's starting at quarterback without Jameis. Uh, and they're going to be run, running the ball a lot, I would I would assume. So I think maybe an 18 to, or, you know, 20 to 18, something like that. I think it's going to be a decently close game, but not not too high scoring. What about your under? What are you looking at? I decided to go Packers versus Chiefs. The mm-hmm. line is, who, which seems crazy because they're two of the most explosive teams. <laughs> the line is 55 and a half, which just seems – so high, high and this that is high. Chiefs team has been turning the ball over and they didn't they haven't been lighting up the scoreboard the last few weeks. No, nah, man. And this Packers team I mean it's not like they've been dropping 40 on teams, it's not like they've been dropping 30 on teams. Like these two teams have been good offensively but not incredible offensively. Yeah, 100%. So 55 and a half just seems like a super high game if there's even two turnovers total in this game, I don't think it's going to hit 55 and a half. So that's a lot of points, man. Yeah, so that's I'm like gonna... scoring every possession. Like that, that's yeah. a shootout right there. So yeah. So I'm saying under 55 and a half Packers Chiefs. I like it. That that's a pretty high number, especially for Mahomes, who barely scored 20 last week or this Monday night. I'm sorry on the Giants, right? So inconsistent offense. I, I like it. I actually really like that pick. I think it is going to be under 55 points. Uh, what about favorite underdogs? Obviously, now we are going to be using the point spread for our favorite and our underdog. I will start things off here. So I am looking uh, for my favorite. I'm looking Bengals-Browns. I really am. So I talked. We, we just got done talking about those Browns. Inconsistent offense. They're averaging about 15 points a game the last three weeks. So I'm, I, I don't know what, I, what I'm going to be getting offensively from them. And the Bengals... Despite the loss to the Jets, okay. Despite that was an awful Mike loss. White game. It was hey, it was the Mike White game, man. I, I, that that was more. I think that had more to do with the victory. But I, I still like this Bengals team. I am not selling the house. I'm not selling all my stock on them quite yet. I think after such a big emotional victory, them taking down what the Ravens. I think the Ravens. I think just just a week before. I understand a little bit of a let up here, even though it's against the Jets. I know I, I do kind of understand it for, for such a young team. Uh, and as I said, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's offense has dropped off. Isn't hundred percent healthy right now. I think Burrow beats Baker in Cincinnati. I think I like the Bengals minus two and a half minus two and a half. I kind of like the Browns in this game. That's because, fair. I think you liked the Browns last week too, though. I, I, I like the Browns pretty much every week. I'm addicted to taking the Browns. I'm addicted but, to them. But so here, here's my theory: the Browns don't have a winning record right now. They're sitting at what? I think they're four and four. Four and four. Yeah. So and they're in a really tough division with the Steelers. They're now right in last place. 
they're in last place. But if they don't win this game, their season is kind of down the toilet, I feel like. Are they going to be able to make up that much ground in this division? I don't think so. Especially not so, if Cincy gets a win. Yeah, so you it's – No, because that's just that's – exactly. just... So I yeah. think it's kind of I think it's kind of a must win for the Browns, and I think they're going to be in a like we have to win this game mode. So that's a good that's thought. Why that's why I'm taking the Browns in that game. Hey, I don't but I don't hate it. Uh, I just that, I'm not. <laughs> that is that isn't my underdog though. I do it is like, your underdog. That's fair. What's your what's your uh, what's your favorite then? My favorite is the Patriots minus four against Carolina. Carolina stinks. I don't care. They just beat the Falcons. They're the Falcons. And then they did. They did. And McCaffrey's coming back. I don't care. <laughs> it's it's the Patriots minus four. They just they just beat the Chargers. They did, they did. But is it was that a big win? That's where they're maybe going to be a little low this next week. I don't. know. But do Bill Belichick teams? Fall do they off? do that? Yeah. Do they do that? Are they just like different? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so, they don't I, fluctuate week to week as much. But yeah. So we already talked about how much we like this defense and how much we think this. I do. How much we think this offense is improving. They're kind of opening up the offense for Matt Jones, which I think is making this offense a lot more explosive. I think kind of think they're going to blow out the Panthers, but Patriots minus four. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I think McCaffrey could have an impact if he comes back. But again, if he even stays on the field for more than a quarter, we will have to find out. Or even if he gets the start, I have Hubbard in fantasy, so I'm kind of hoping he stays on the bench another week or two. Uh, my underdog, okay, let's move on to underdog. I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Packers. Okay, Chiefs-Packers, probably going to be the game of the week, not to spoil our, our, our next pick. Uh, but Green Bay is plus one at this point. And they are plus one. It's in Kansas City. So Kansas City is a minus one favorite at this point in time. Obviously, Packers are fresh off a huge win over Arizona, despite not having their number one receiver in Devontae Adams, obviously. The Chiefs' defense is one of the worst, as we've covered this week and last week. They are one of the worst in all of football. Their offense, as of right now, is very middle of the pack. They're having some of those boom those boom plays, but for the most part, it's been a couple of busts. And Mahomes so far this year hasn't hasn't been the most consistent. You know, it's, he's having on his worst year he's not yet. Not taking care of the football. And what what as far as as far as what I've been seeing from his mechanics, his his footing. It just seems a little off. It seems like he needs to kind of go back and work on work on some of the smaller things uh, because we, we know he's so good at, you know, uh, at the off script. You know, he can run out of the pocket, peel out, make the sidearm throw, but can he stick to the basics? Just a quick dink and dunk, keep, keep, keeping your feet set in the right place. We saw Tom Brady. He, he can't do what Mahomes can do out of the pocket, but, you know, he thrives as much better than, than he is at, at the more traditional things at the quarterback spot. So I think that's what we got to see from Mahomes. Uh, so their offense, very middle pack defense, one of the worst. I think the Packers win this game in Kansas City and extend their win streak to eight games in a row. That's, but the biggest factor for me is just the inconsistency from Casey's offense and just how bad their defense defense is. And I think the Packers are going to take advantage of that. And I think they win this by at least a field goal, maybe even a touchdown. I think the Packers are going to win this game. So plus one, I like Green Bay. I also like the Packers in that game. They were very close to being my underdog as well. But I decided to take the Falcons. Okay. I know, crazy, plus six against the yeah. Saints. who just beat the defending Super Bowl champions. But I think yeah. the Saints are kind of going to be coming off that like high of beating. I think that was kind of their Super Bowl, and they lost their quarterback. And 
this that was their Super Bowl. Yeah. That, you're right and, though. Like that was their biggest and, game of the year. And this offense isn't good. This offensive line is hurt. And their offensive line is very, very good and healthy. Maybe the second best in the NFL behind Cleveland. But so their offense is very good when I mean the offensive line is very good and healthy, but they're they have some guys out and their receiving core is one of the worst in the NFL, if not the worst in the NFL. It's terrible without my no one to throw to, no one to throw to. And exactly. James Winston just got hurt. So he's gonna throw the ball. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I do think the Saints are gonna win this game, but I think it's gonna be a very, very close game taking the Falcons plus six against the Saints. Oh, it's plus six. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad, actually. Maybe they win by four or three, but six. Okay. I got that. I don't, I don't. I don't hate that at all. See, I, I have a hard time betting, you know, in in the favor of the Falcons because every time I've done that this year, I think it's come back to burn, come back to bite. Um, but I don't hate it. And I think, uh, moving on though, I think we can both agree that game of the week, the game of the week, we're all looking forward to the most. There are a few options. You know, there are a few options, but I think that yeah, Browns, Bengals, uh, Titans, Rams, those are both going to be really good games. But I give the nod though to this one. I give the nod yeah. to Chiefs Packers just because. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, we know what the Chiefs are capable of doing offensively, though they haven't really been showing us the past. We, we know what they're capable of doing. And Aaron Rodgers, is he the MVP right now? Is he on track? Is, no. He's He's got to be top three. He's got to yeah, be top, top three. Like, he's got to be right there but in, in the mix of it. You know, he really does. Are they the two most talented quarterbacks ever? No. You don't think they're the two most talented quarterbacks ever? Just just, ta- just on pure talent. Yeah. Uh, dude, that is so hard. I kind of think it's a battle of the two most talented quarterbacks ever. That is like so, such a big question. Just to- the most important, it's the most important position in football, maybe in all professional sports. Right. And they're two of the best guys to ever do it. Even though Patrick Mahomes is young, he's still one of the best to ever play. And yeah, so I I don't think there's any way this game can't be game of the week when those two guys are playing quarterback. Probably has to be, and they're gonna they're gonna get us to watch. That's I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if that is is this a Sunday night game or something. It should be. It should be a Sunday no, night believe, game. I don't think it is, but I believe Titans Rams is Sunday. Oh, uh, you're right. Titans Rams are the Sunday, which it's is not the bad, America's but... game of the week. Packers, Chiefs, uh, Packers, Chiefs. Okay, that's not bad. It's got potential for sure. We'll see if uh, Kansas City can keep up with that offense out there in Green Bay, who's honestly have been pretty consistent so far this year. Been a lot of ups and downs for KC. Yeah, it's kind of been a consistent line, maybe a consistent small trajectory going up uh, for that Packers squad, right? So I'm, I'm interested to see if they can keep up with them, what the Packers D can do to Mahomes. If, we, if, we, if we're going to get another interception, uh, Mahomes has – I think Mahomes leads the league in interceptions thrown this year, which is just – mind-boggling almost when, I, when, when you're breaking it down like i cannot believe well, that i brought this up in my group chat kind of as a joke mostly as a joke like 75 oh, percent no. joking what you gonna go 30 for 30 <laughs> yeah he very well could go 30 dude <laughs> well, what about how- is he gonna join james winston what about no he's not gonna go 30 but he could throw 20 he i think he might throw 20 he's got like over 11 i don't know he's up there man he could very well hit that 20 mark but 30 I yes, think that's I out of his reach. Mostly kidding. <laughs> that's out of his mostly reach, kidding. I would say. 80%. Unless he has some sort of, you know, one touchdown, three pick. You know, we see some performances like that. But no, nah, I don't think we're getting a 30 for 30. Maybe a 30 and 20 
something like that, or like a, a 35, 40, and 20, something like that, because he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. You know, dude, mm-hmm. dude's top three, top five in, in, in throwing them, right? Just really inconsistent, you know, very inaccurate so far. And a lot of guys have been tipping passes, not catching balls yeah, that they very like, well should be. Yeah, let's not act like every pick is on him. Oh, most that's of them not, aren't, honestly. Most yeah. of them aren't, I would say. I mean, that's how – but and like a lot of people want to claim, but I know, a lot, Chiefs, works. I know a lot of Chiefs fans. They're like, "Oh, well, most of the picks aren't his fault." Yeah, but that's every quarterback when you look at the numbers. Every quarterback, like Tom Brady, has four picks this year. Three of them aren't his fault. Like the only one that's his fault is pick six. Exactly. I think like, Dak has one pick this year that was a bad throw by him. One pick where yeah, rest of them are just tip balls, stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. You know, so I think the majority of picks nowadays in the NFL, I feel like, are balls that get tipped up when like if you don't want them to get tipped up and you don't want them to drop the ball either throw the ball softer or <laughs> exactly it like it's still partially their fault yeah throw it better put yeah. it put, make it more catchable for your receiver also comes down to who you have you know who you're throwing the ball to maybe don't throw the ball to that guy too much or don't yeah. put it to that guy anymore basically but not going to make too many excuses for him don't think he's going to be a 30 for 30 guy I was no Tanner, definitely not i think we should take a short break Okay, take a short break, recollect our thoughts, and come back and break down who we think are the current top 10 teams in football. I know we did it about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, but you said it earlier. This list has drastically changed since <laughs> since week four. You know, a lot of teams left off, a few teams that have been added on. Uh, so let's take a break and come back. How's that sound, my man? Sounds great. All right, guys, keep it locked on. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half, we're going to continue talking about the NFL season here in the second. Tanner, it is that time again, my friend. We did we did it about four weeks ago, which was about a quarter of the way through the NFL season. Now, here we are approaching week nine in a 17-week season. We figured this is about, about halfway through the NFL's regular season. Uh, so let's do it again, Tanner. Let, let's uh, redo our top 10 teams in football and – you know, go, uh, go, go, go 10 through one. Okay. Let's start at 10, go down to one uh, and list who we think are the 10 best teams playing in the NFL right now. Let's start with you and let's start at number 10. So in your opinion, who is the 10th or what is the 10th best team in the NFL right now through, through eight weeks? 10th best team right now in the NFL, I think is the Bengals. I know they just lost to the Jets, but okay. it beat the Ravens. And this offense is still very talented. A little more questions opened up about the defense, but the defense has been consistent besides the game against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's the Mike White game. What are you going to do? But, no, man, I'm not taking too much away from Cincy. And it was a super emotional win, too, against um, against the Ravens. Coming off that, it's a very young team. Makes sense. you know. Yeah, it makes sense to have a little drop-off. I don't think this Bengals team is perfect by any means. They definitely have their holes. No. The offensive line is still not good. No, but, it's still terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, I I, I think they're the, about the 10th best team in the NFL. Their offense makes them, you know, right right there with, with, with the 10 best. They actually just <laughs> missed – excuse you, excuse you, Ted. They actually just missed my list. All right, Tanner getting some water down the wrong pipe right there. Either way, though, Tanner, they just missed miss my top 10. Their offense is that good, I swear. I was debating putting them in. But, yes, a loss to the Jets. I just simply couldn't put them above the team I had at 10. 
which is okay drum roll which is the new england patriots man i got i got the patriots right there at number 10 we just talked about in the first half of the show how this team is improving and i've been super impressed with how this team has been playing and they played both the cowboys and the bucks super close i dropped a 50 bomb on the jets the team that just beat obviously the Bengals. i dropped a 50 bomb on them showing what their offense is capable of doing at times they beat a very good chargers team 27 to 24 and obviously a very close game going right down to the wire they get the victory they could use another receiver maybe deshaun jackson who just got cut from uh, cut from the rams maybe they go out and grab a guy like that uh but to me defensively coaching they're getting better offensively i think they're a top 10 team in football they're four and four i do yeah i i would probably say they're my 11th best team in football they're my number one honorable mention team so we'll just switch since and the patriots there you know we're we're right there right there what about number nine what do you got number nine uh i have the i have the raiders at number nine Mm mm-hmm Obviously, the news about Henry Ruggs that came out today, if you're listening, or yesterday, if you're listening on Wednesday, uh, scumbag move. Disappointing, uh, man. Just to say the least, just yeah, so disappointing. Just a really message is. to everyone that listens. Don't drink a drive. Not Please a good don't. idea. Uh, Please don't. Not only can you lose your license, get in a car wreck, hurt yourself, but you can also literally kill another person like Henry Ruggs did, and he is their deep threat, so it does hurt their offense. Definitely hurts their offense, man. He's getting better and better, you know. So yeah. it's 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 a big blow. Yeah, was, it really is. He was my uh, preseason choice for a breakout player. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. I don't necessarily think he's going to be doing that anymore because I don't think he's ever going to play again. That he's not seen the field for yeah, who knows how long? If not, if not ever again, and that does affect the way uh, them going forward. But what we've seen so far. They've been a top 10 team so far yeah. this year. They really have. Yeah, yeah, the offense looks great. They have they have guys that you never really heard of, but are playing really well at receiver. And they still have Darren Waller. And they have Derek Carr, who's been playing his best football maybe of his career this year. I think his best football of his career. Besides I think he's the most consistent. The year they made the playoffs with Crabtree and Mark Cooper. True, but I think they're going to make the playoffs this year as well. Actually, the whole rug situation maybe does put it up, put it up and in the air. The but defense is so improved from where it was. Hundred percent. Last year, the question is: Does not having a true head coach come back to hurt this team? But I kind they're of two and zero without him, without John Gruden. And I don't know if you remember my rant about John Gruden the other week, but I've never thought John Gruden was a good coach. Oh yeah, fraud. So I, I don't That's know. What you said. The, yeah, I don't know if it hurts them to not have John Gruden. <laughs> like, maybe it's an addition by subtraction. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that so, too. Yeah, I have, the, I have the Raiders at nine. Hey, great minds think alike, Tanner. I got the Raiders at nine as well. You said it. You basically just said everything right there. They're five and two, two and zero oh without Gruden, so that hasn't hurt them yet. I am a little concerned without Rugs. But they're number one in the AFC West right now. You know, they're beating the Chiefs, uh, the Chargers, the Broncos. They got they got a better record than all of them at this point in time. You know, so we, we do have to give them some props there. They're also they're second. The, go ahead. Go ahead. Are, are they the number one seed right now? Or are they the number two seed? In the yeah. AFC? Dude, they might because the Bills are five and two, aren't they? The Bills are five and two as well, I believe. Right. So I kind of feel like they might be the number one. No, seed. T- Titans are six and two. Oh yeah, the Titans are number one. Seed. Titans are six and, then and the, two. Then the, then the Raiders are number two. 
Okay, so they're, they're playing great, man. They're playing very good football. Me and you were definitely wrong about them to start the year. We were way lower. We were much lower on this team. But, yeah, Derek Carr has been an MVP candidate playing some of his best football. They've been uh, much better defensively, like you said, number one in the AFC West. Got to give them credit where credit is due, and they're the second-best team as far as pass yards per game in the entire league behind your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. So they're killing it, man. They're playing very good football, and they deserve to be on this list. Definitely do. I'm not sure if they're going to stay on it as as time goes on, but... I I agree. Breaking news, the Braves just won the World Series. The Braves won the World Series? Baseball! Let's go. I don't really have too much to say about that, but hey, Astros lose? That's a victory for America. Yep. We we all win there. We'll get to that maybe more. Yeah, but back to sports we care about. Uh, (laughs) Back to relevant leagues, Um, but, but either way... Who do, you, who do you have at number eight? Number eight. Okay, so Raiders at nine. I had the Tennessee Titans at number eight. Okay, so you just said, oh, there we go. Uh, back-to-back teams at back at the exact same spot. They're, but they're the number one seed, though, you just said, in the AFCs. Yep. They got to make the list. Okay, they got to be on here. They lost their best player. That's why I don't have them higher. Exactly. They could be a top you know, top seven, top six team in football, I would say. I top, they'd be a top five team, probably, if they had Derrick Henry. I think I, maybe I, I might right put now. Right I might now. put them. I might put every team, all those top five teams in the NFC. I might put them ahead of ahead of them. But either way, they're right there in the mix of it. If they are 100 percent healthy, but they are not. Uh, I think this could be a very different looking team without Derrick Henry. But again, we're grading what we've seen so far, and uh, they've beaten the Bills, they've beaten the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Colts, and pretty much besides the Chiefs blowout, those were all pretty close games that they ended up winning. Right, so you got to give them some credit there. They're averaging 28 points per game. Second in rush yards per game, second in total rush yards. They got to be on the list. They're eighth, though. You know, I, I agree. I think I definitely think they'd be higher, but losing your best player definitely hurts. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with this team because what does this team look like without Derrick Henry? We haven't seen it before. I have no idea. I so really don't. They could, they could not skip a beat or they could be atrocious. I guess we'll <laughs> find out. Adrian Peterson's going to come in and just pick up right where he left off and end up leading the league in rushing when it's awesome. We'll see. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, what about seven? What do you got at number uh, seven? I have the Ravens at seven. Dude, I do too. <laughs> I got the Ravens at seven Can't as well. Can't you copying off me? Nah, man. That's, we said it earlier, though. We said it earlier. We just we just both, we both like that. But what? why why the Ravens at seven? Uh, yeah, I think they're – I have them as, spoiler, my second-best team in the AFC – uh, I think this. I think this team is really good. They're injured, so it's hard to put them any higher than they are. But they have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Their yeah. running game is kind of starting to pick back up with all these geriatric running backs. They got Rashad <laughs> Bateman, and he's going to be a big addition to this pass game. The defense is kind of starting to click. I think this Ravens team's really good. I have this Ravens team at number seven. I agree 100%. You know, they're good offensively. They're good defensively, though. All the injuries that they've had, they're still staying afloat, better than staying Best afloat. Kicker. Best kicker in the league, 100%. That's the reason they good won coaching. one of those games. Very good. Thank you. So the list kind of goes on and on. It's a, it's a very good a good football team, to say the least. Uh, they're third in total yards per game at, at, at 417. So third in yards per game, and they're third in rush yards per game at about 150. So they're a solid offense. Like you said, their defense has been improving, playing very well. Lamar's an MVP candidate and, and a former MVP. They're winning a lot of a lot of close games against pretty solid teams. 
just finding out, you know, finding different ways to win, whether it takes a 60 yard field goal or a bomb to Marquise Brown, you know, by Lamar, they're finding ways to win. They're five and two right there at seven though. I can't put them above the teams we're going to have going, going forward, but they definitely are better. I think than the Titans, I think they are better than the Raiders better than uh, the, the Patriots for me, for sure. So them at seven, I think makes, makes a lot of sense, you know? All right, and who do you have at number six? Yeah, so I think uh, people near you might love this pick. They might hate this pick, but I'm going with the Buffalo Bills at number six. They definitely hate it. Oh, yeah, they're thinking one or bust or top three or bust or whatever they want. Uh, but I, I just don't love the Tennessee loss. I don't love, I don't love the Tennessee loss. Uh, they they honestly have kind of beaten up on crappy teams as well. Again, I don't want to be the guy to nitpick. You can only play who's put who's you know who's put in front of you for sure, for sure. Uh, but they've beaten the Texans, Washington, the Dolphins twice. Those are four out of their five wins where I can say, eh, those are pretty crap teams. Those are some pretty bad teams that you've beaten up on. So they're a good team. They've also beaten the crap out of them. They're not playing down to their competition, which is what you want to see from a really good team. Uh, but I can't I can't put them in the top five. I can't put them ahead of any of those NFC teams uh, that are just playing great football right now. So they're at six. All right. I have my Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number six. What is going on? Are you kidding me right now? Tampa at six. You're, you're, you're being subjective, but like too subjective now. I feel like why? Why is Tampa six? Because they're injured and because they're playing dumb football. <laughs> they are playing. Yeah. Like, like I mentioned earlier when we talked about the takeaways from that game, they have so many guys that are hurt right now. Yeah. That I think when the season's over, if they're able to get healthy, I definitely think they're better than the sixth best team. I think they're the best team in football. Yeah. Healthy. I know you do. But, but right <laughs> now, they're not. Like they're they're too injured to be that high. I haven't they are. because that's about where they're playing. They're they just lost to the Saints who aren't good. They're not like, good. The Saints are a middle of the pack. Mediocre. Team. Mediocre middle team. Of the pack team. Exactly. They were like, they kind of got contention for being in my top 10, but not without Jameis Winston. So, yeah, I was thinking about that as well. You beat the Bucks, you got to think about it, but quarterbacks are not putting Samian yeah, so. or whatever. whatever Samian. I, I keep blanking on his name, but I'm not putting him in the top 10 or, or Taysom Hill. Gosh, yeah, no. So, Gosh, no. So, just with the way this team's playing right now and all their injuries, I can't put them any higher than six. I can't put them in the top five. All right. For once, I actually disagree a little bit, and I'm maybe a little higher. I think they are one of the deepest teams and one of the, just the stacked, you know, most stacked teams in all of football. Despite all of their injuries, they're still staying afloat and playing some some good football. But, again, that loss to the Saints – is is bad and that's a, you'll, you'll see i will i will uh implement that loss on where they land on my list you will see here in just a moment so you have them at six who do you have at number five i'm gonna try to see number five who did you have at number six a oh, buffalo oh buffalo yeah is my six best team so i'm a buffalo at six and i want arizona at five so arizona. I. I also want arizona. arizona okay so they were our number one best team they, they were ranked number one for us about four weeks ago and honestly if they end up winning that game against the packers you probably end up putting them around number one top three as well but they're no longer undefeated and i, and I think that was the biggest kind of thing going for them you know because it's not the most star-studded roster like you see in tampa like you see even in dallas like you see for the rams it's not one of those you know star-studded uh, rosters i would say so 
back down to earth a little bit are we on the Cardinals back there at five, right? That's kind of what I'm yeah, thinking. Obviously still contending the NFC, I think. Uh, Kyler yeah. Murray is incredible. Yeah. The receiving core is incredible. The defense is much improved, even though they're missing now J.J. Watt. But yeah, playing very good football. Yeah, and they're playing good football. And they, they lost a close game to the Packers, who are a very good team, who I'm sure we both have on this list higher than them. 100%. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't want to knock them too much on losing one game. They should have won that game, though. Yeah. They should have won. Like, they, you should be 8 0 right now, not 7 yeah, 1. Yeah. You, you got to capital. If you're the number one team in football, you got to beat the Packers without Devontae Adams. Yeah. They're, they're without their number one receiving, you know, their number one weapon in general. And I don't think it's a phenomenal defense. You know, barring Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's a star studded offense either. And I, and I think you definitely, if you're Arizona, you should win that game, and since you don't, you still make the top five, but you're borderline. You're borderline right there, for sure. For sure. I agree. And But they are 7-1, and one, though, and, you know, have played some phenomenal football. You could say Kyler Murray is in the top five, top three MVP candidate up until this up until this point, right? So they got a lot of things. The defense playing a lot better. A lot of things going for them. But I think the biggest thing for me was I like every team, every team I have ahead of them. I just I just like them better than Arizona is kind of what it comes down to. Not really nothing against the Cardinals. I just like these other teams a little better is kind of where I'm at, you know? Yeah, me too. Uh, at number four, I have the Buffalo Bills. Uh, kind of my new local team here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think, this, I think this Bills team is really good. I think the defense is very underrated. I think they – played very well in most of their games besides the Titans game who yeah. they just seem to have issues with in the past but the offense is obviously incredible they have Josh Allen who's a top five quarterback in football and they have yep. Yep. a star-studded receiving core and their offensive line is good and they have two running backs that can run the ball like this team is loaded up and down the roster I love uh, McDermott as a coach yeah and, well coached very well coached yeah, for sure so yeah I think this team is very, very good, but but like you said, who have they beaten? That's the only but, thing why I couldn't put them in the top five. That's and I, and I just kind of think these teams from the NFC they, are a little they, bit better. They beat so, the Chiefs, who are a good team, still, no matter what people say, they're still a pretty team, they're still very talented, top and 13, they, and they blew them out, league. yeah, which is very impressive. But besides that game, they've played two kind of good teams, they've played the Titans. Lost. Both have lowered them, lost, and they play the Steelers, and they lost. So it's hard to put them higher than number four for me because yeah. the, other, the other teams on this list, they don't they don't really have bad losses. No, I don't think so. And I think you're honestly – I think Tanner is trying to curry some favor from the local cuisine, cuisine, if you will, the, the local, the local no, fans. I, I, I think they're the best <laughs> in the AFC right now. I think they're the best in the AFC as well. So they they are they are the mo- the highest ranked team for me in the AFC too. Didn't make my top five, but right there outside at six. At four for me, I went with the Packers. I went I went with the Packers at four. I went Cardinals at five. So since, since the Packers did just beat them down, Devontae Adams, I I got to put them just a little just that one not uh, notch ahead. Uh, but the Packers have won seven straight games. Like I said, including that win over Arizona, which is huge. But I can't have them any higher, any lower, however you want to say. I can't have them any better on this list because I don't think this is the best roster overall. I think it's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Those guys are balling and playing great. That's the biggest reason they're 7-1 and up until this point. But they are 20th in red zone offense. 
So 20th in red zone offense, and they allow a touchdown. This is defensively now. now defensively, they allow a touchdown 78% of the time an opposing team gets in the red zone. They're allowing a touchdown. So their defense, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Very middle pack for me. And then offensively, don't hate it. Don't love it. They have two very good weapons in Devontae and, and Aaron, obviously, two very good offensive players, I mean. Uh, offensive line. Always going to be there. Always going to be pretty decent, pretty solid form. So that's why I have them at four. I also have them ahead of the Cardinals because I just beat them. But I like every other team. Similar, similar with the Cardinals. Nothing too much against them. But I like, I like all the teams uh, ahead of them more. Is kind of where I am for the Packers. But they rank in at number four for me. Okay, and then at number three, who do you three? Have? I went L.A. I went with the uh, Los Angeles Rams, like, not the Chargers. Those guys aren't, aren't making the top 10 this time around. But the Rams are 7-1. and one. I think they have a top five offense in football, top five, arguably, you could say. And their defense is one of the very best in football, you could say, as well. Right? This is one of the best defenses in the game. Also, adding Von Miller. I know you don't love it yeah, as much as I do. Hurt. You don't love it. It doesn't hurt. And they're adding a top 15 pass rusher to the number one pass rushing defense in football. That's going to be nothing but, but make them even better. Uh, so they're a very good defense, a very good offense. It's hard not to have them in the top three. I feel like, you know? Yeah. Number three, I have uh, your Dallas Cowboys. And okay. Two. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, finally, Finally, some respect on the boys here from Tanner. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. They're very good. This defense is playing in a way I definitely didn't expect them to play this year. <laughs> I know you did like, not. You did I, not expect this whatsoever. I mean, it's kind hey, of I, I didn't expect this good. Was the I expect this good. In the league last year. Historically not, bad, dude. Yeah, Historically. They, they're playing very, very well. They're not playing incredible. Not great. No, no. They're, they're playing well, and this offense is super talented. And as long as Dak Prescott is able to come back, which I definitely think he is, he warmed up like he was about to play. I know it's the same leg that he hurt. So that's why you want to pump the brakes a little, you know. But if that's a get-into-the-playoffs type game, Dak Prescott's playing in that game. That's a playoff <laughs> game or you have to win, he's playing. 100% yeah. he's not and missing like, that game. Look at the other teams in this division, the Giants. The football team, the Eagles. None of these teams are going to compete with them for the no. championship. Mm. So why would they try to rush him back and get him any more injured? 100%. Honestly, this is a team that I think is – I definitely don't think they're going to win like 14, 13 games because I think they're going to have such a big division lead that they're going to rest guys. They're going to try to get them healthy for a playoff run. Like this team is, I still think they get 13, 14. This I, think is, they get, I think they get 13 wins. I, I do. I think, I think this is the only team in the NFL that's locked up essentially already there. Yep, spot. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% correct. And they're going to have a home playoff game. They, they're, they're basically yeah. going to have that just, just booked. Um, so that's yeah. phenomenal. And you said it, you know, why rush anything back when you're in, in the division that you are and you have a 98% chance at winning that division? Why risk anything when you when you really don't have to? So I like that, yeah. Tan. I actually appreciate you putting them in the top three. I didn't know if they were going to crack the top five this time around, but I just see you're kind of you know using your head here, not not the heart. I know, I know, you know, much you dislike my boys, but number two. So that's, that's, that's you have three. I have the Rams at three. You got my Cowboys at three. What do you have? I have the pa- I have the Packers at number two. 
Okay. I, I just don't – I can't put them ahead of Dallas because I don't think they're as good offensively. And then defensively, I think very similar, yet Dallas gets more takeaways. So but, I just can't put them ahead of Dallas. But here's my thing. Like, whenever you get to the very top tier of teams, who's playing quarterback? It does Aaron, come that. Aaron, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. He just thinks that – It's pretty good. He just, <laughs> He does things that no other quarterback does. He's so good. And we're both Aaron Rodgers haters. You're coming around on him a little bit more. I I like his hair and his commercials. (laughs) So I'm coming around. I'm coming around. The the, the new Jeopardy commercial is pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater, but he's he's incredible. And I have him ranked number two because they still have Devontae Adams. It's not like he's hurt. He was just on the COVID list. Right. He'll be back this week. He'll be back this week. I think – Devontae Adams is the best shooter in football right now. Yeah, so he is. You have the best receiver. You have the best quarterback. You're serviceable everywhere else on the roster. You're doable. Yeah, yeah. Overwhelming weaknesses. Yeah. They, they You're really, right. They really are well coached by Matt LaFleur. He does make some questionable decisions. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. But since he's gotten there, they have done nothing but win games. Mm-hmm. I got it the Packers number two. Yeah, like I said, the only reason I don't because other I think the other teams are are better than they are at pretty much every other position. But if you're taking it that way, looking at the quarterback, looking at the best weapon, yeah, they're they're right there with anybody else, right there with the, with the other top teams. So I put your Tampa Bay Bucks at number two. I got Tampa at number two. They're six and two. I don't love the loss to the Saints. I don't love the loss to the Rams. But honestly, this is such a good team. And looking at their offense, even looking at their defense, you said you listed on two hands how many players aren't playing, yet they're 6-2, and two, Tanner. They're still one of the best teams in football despite all of their injuries. And that equates to good coaching, very good coaching, great leadership. you got veterans on the roster. It's a deep roster. I think I was going to put them at number two, but because – or sorry, at number one. But because of all the injuries, I, I just can't – I can't put them ahead – and the team I have at number one, I think, can beat any other team in football. That, that's honestly what it comes down to. But Tanner, I think they're the second best team Maybe in the game. I wonder, man. I, I I don't even know, but I really think they're the second best. And when they're 100 percent healthy, I think that they are the best team in football. And again, I, I'm not going to take too much off that loss to the Saints. They Saints always beat up on the Bucks. I, I wish they would have beat the Rams. And again, they obviously they obviously should have beat the Saints as well. But that's, that is when you factor in injuries. That's when you factor in the Saints always beat them in the regular season, stuff like that. They're the second-best team in football. They really are. And when they're healthy, I don't know if there's a team that can that can stop them. And I think there might be one, but uh, overall, there's not too many teams that can compete with them. I really don't. At number one, I have the Rams at number one. I think the Rams are super good. I love Matthew Stafford on this team. He's been in nothing short of incredible. Cooper Cup is on pace to break every receiving record, which is weird. Uh, Did not see that coming. <laughs> this defense is probably the best in football. And I think so. Who, who has more quality wins than the Rams? They They're beat, good, man. <laughs> they beat the Colts, who were a pretty decent team. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Seahawks when they had Russell Wilson. And they, like, so. Who has more quality wins? And they 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 pass the eye test when you watch them. They're very very good. They do. Right now, I don't know who's playing better than them. They play the flaw. There's one play, flaw. They play the Titans this week, so I think it'll be a very good game. And it'll be yeah, that goes kind of where these teams lie. 
The only flaw on that team is just their run game, I would say. Just very, very middle pack. They they can run it still, but just very, but very they, middle but pack. But they can run the ball in the red zone where it really matters. They still can. Yeah, no, they're, they're a very good team. I think they are a top three team in football. Defensively, you said they might be the very best team. Uh, defensively, offensively, I think they're a top five offense, and that does kind of balance themselves out to a top three roster. Are you a little higher on them maybe than I am? Uh, I know they beat your Bucks as well, so maybe you, you know, you, you've seen that in real time as well, which I have you know, no Cowboys-Rams game up until this point. Maybe we get one of those in the postseason. Uh, but I don't hate Rams at number one. Like I said, I think, they, I think they are a top three team. I had to go. You know I had to. I had to go Ooh. with my Dallas Ooh. Cowboys, man. You know I had to do it after that huge win over the weekend. I think that I've seen He's enough. Three and five Vikings. Okay, with a backup quarterback who has no career starts and he no, outscores, he outplays and outscores Kirk Cousins with a was a very comparable offense, a very we'll say, comparable we'll say offense. Big win, not huge win. Okay, fine, we'll say big. It's a big win if we're gonna. Tanner's pulling out the, <laughs> the uh, thesaurus on this one, um, but I think that definitely, in my eyes, they are the best offense in the league. They're they're definitely the most versatile. They can either run right it on your throats and they can pass it. As good, if not better, than anybody else. Only your bucks hang in there as far as the passing game goes for me. Uh, so best offense, def- definitely the most versatile offense. They can run the ball better than Tampa. So they're the most versatile offense, I think, in the game. They're number one in points per game. They're number one in total yards per game. Number number two in rushing up until this point. They're third in passing. Top five in takeaways. Top five in point differential. Just got a tough, a tough win on the road with a backup quarterback. They're missing Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Gallup, who will be back in the next three weeks. Both guys will be back in the next three to four. I think three. Gallup should be back next week. Demarcus maybe give him a couple more weeks. The defense is just getting better and better. And again, nothing, nothing against all the other teams. I just think that this Cowboy team can beat anybody else in football. That's just kind of where I am, and I'm not sure. Again, Tampa, sure, when they're 100% healthy. The Rams, sure. I just think Dallas is, a, is just a little bit better. Just a, just a little bit better. Maybe I'm a bit of a homer because I got that star sitting on my right shoulder right here, as you can see. I got Zeke hanging up right above right above me. But I, uh, I think Dallas is the best team in football. I do. It's taken me a while to get here, too. It's taken me a while. We gradually, to start this season, we were saying with maybe a top 10 team. I think when we did the power rankings, I think I had them as a top five team, maybe at fifth or sixth. Our, I think it's time. That I, I've waited long enough. Their, they, they're number one. The they're Patriots? number one. Dude, the Patriots, that was a phenomenal win. That's a, that's, a, that's a game Dallas loses the last decade. Dallas loses that game. Okay, but that's their best win. That's a bit. Uh, Chargers was a very good, very good, okay. solid okay. win as well. Like they, they have, they have some decent wins. Okay. Car- Carolina, Carolina was three and zero. They go in and give them a. You know I'm just saying they were three and zero. They go and spank them, and then they they've lost four. They lose. They they, they then lose four straight games, three straight games. They stink. They hey, well, who started that role? Who started? Who started that downfall? It was it was my Dallas Cowboys. Either way, they they've and then the, the teams that they're yeah, playing they're, as well, they're, they're not playing down. Record. They're they, not playing down to their competition. Like they're blowing out teams that they should be blowing out and playing close with teams that they should be. And then like I said, they're they're six and one when we kind of predicted predicted them to be, I don't know, four and three at this point in time. We would probably put them at to start the season, right? So the, right. the most surprise one of the most surprising teams defensively, middle, middle to pat in the middle pack to top 10-ish defense because of the takeaways, best offense. 
I put them in number one. I can't help myself. You know, I can't help myself, Tanner. After a win like that, what do you expect me to do? Put them at two, three? Nah, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Can't be doing that here. Okay. So, yeah, you want to – I'll go over my list real quick, and then you can do yours. So, my list was one Rams, two Packers, three Cowboys, four Bills, five Cardinals, six Buccaneers, seven Ravens, eight Titans, nine Raiders, ten Bengals. So, we go one – okay, so I had Cowboys at one, Tampa at two, go through, uh, Rams at three, Packers at four, Cardinals at five, Buffalo at six, Ravens at seven, uh, Titans at eight, Raiders at nine, and Patriots make the cut. Patriots are right there as the 10th best team. Tanner, definitely a lot different than our list about a month ago, but I don't think I hate either of our list. I think they're both pretty spot on, I would say, especially mine, especially mine, but yours is a close second, close second. (laughs) Close second out of two. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, we should be like each other. We have nine of the same 10 teams on there. No, nah, we know what we're talking about here on Dudes for sure. It's no Stephen A or none of, none, of that, none of that crap out there that doesn't know. Actually, Stephen A put Dallas as number one this week on his list. So this week, I think he might know what he's talking about. Every other week, maybe not. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's who I think. At least that's who Tanner and I think are the top 10 teams in football. Besides that, Tanner, you know, some you know decent amount of other stuff going on in the world of sports. You said it. 10 yep. 15 minutes yeah, ago, Braves won seven. Braves zero. win, man. Yeah, seven we didn't get zero. the game we were seven to zero. Four. Yeah, they won seven zero. Game six, oh. champions for the first time since 1999. The phenomenal Atlanta sports curse has been broken after they sold their soul to get the uh Olympics. Facts, and, uh, facts. Yeah, so it's officially broken. And there's absolutely no way Georgia wins the college football playoff now because they can't let people in Georgia be that happy. You know, not, not going to happen. This this can't happen around there. Just got to bring it down, bring it down a level or so. After that. Two championships there. They got the Hawks. <laughs> they made the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Like that, I'm not knocking that team. But, yeah, definitely as far as championships goes, who knows when they're going to see another one. Props to the Braves. Phenomenal performance. And then they take down a team. I think everyone can unite and say we can't stand the Astros. Yeah, so I, think, I, think, I think we we can all agree. You know, for the Braves, besides Houston fans, and even 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 then, they not even say, "Man, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know." We we, we kind of suck, but but either way, great to see from the Braves. Uh, as far as the NBA goes, a couple of notes. I know Tanner and I talked about the Bulls last week. We said we had a couple of questions. I don't want to say all my questions are answered, but I think this Bulls team can definitely contend in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think Golden State, there's just a couple of bullet points here from me watching the games past week. I think Golden State is a healthy clay away from being a contender. Not quite there, but a healthy clay away from getting right back to where they were. Uh, and then just, just as overall in the Eastern and the Western Conference, Tanner, I think it's so wide open right now in both conferences. I, I, you can say the Nets, you can say the Lakers. Sure, they might have the best rosters in both conferences, and both the best, the best star players on their rosters. But overall, I think anyone might be able, you know, to to go to go the distance this year. And I'm not sure who's going to get out of honestly either conference. So that was kind of my biggest takeaway right now is that it's wide open. It is yeah, wide open right now. You know, despite the kind of slow start for your Bucks, you know, my Warriors are five and one right now. I can't really, I can't relate to having more than one loss. 
But uh, how, you guys lost to the Timberwolves too. I saw that. That was kind of a tough loss, but it kind of just shows you, I think, uh, you know, Minnesota getting better and better. I think that was kind of more about that, how they're just coming together. They're getting more comfortable with each other. And Thank you, just, tonight is what we needed. What are you now, four and four? Yep. Four and four. Okay, so that's not bad. You're right, right there back at 500. You know, you, you can – you can you know start yourself a winning streak or get right back down wherever you were. But Bucks, they they they've been without Holiday. They've been without Middleton uh, for I know they've been without Holiday for majority Let's of this. Yeah, exactly. So Middleton though has missed a game or a game or two here or there. So pump the brakes. It's like the the champs are falling off or anything like that. Just kind of had a slow start to the season. Not everyone can be the Chicago Bulls or the Golden State Warriors or even the Utah Jazz who are absolutely balling right now. Which I kind of hope I didn't. But I, I kind of oh Heat Heat are playing very good Heater's as well, man. Heat right now. Heat are playing very well. New New York, the Knicks, they're looking like they could be a real threat in that Eastern Conference. They are deep. I think they can play with next to anyone in the conference. You know, on their best nights, they play some solid defense or better offensively with the addition of Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, R.J. Barrett taking more steps. Julius Randle doesn't have such a large load on his plate. I man, I love basketball. I just love basketball. There's, there's just not that much though, you know, going on at this point in time for us to break down all the, all this stuff. You know, yeah, at basically. Least, at least that's different than the last week. But uh, moving on to the league that I love, college football. Uh, college, yeah, love it. I got, love I got it. some th- I got some things to say. One. Michigan, Michigan State was an incredible game. I told that you guys. Not, I, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't able to watch all of it, but I saw the highlights and it was pretty cool. It. it was an awesome game. Uh, Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns. That was nuts. Um, that was put nuts. Himself right into the Heisman. Right, yeah. Right into one of the front runners for the Heisman. Definitely. Maybe the front runner for the Heisman. Very who else? You know, like uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss is up there. Uh, still Bryce Young from Alabama. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you could name still. Uh, some games coming out of the wire that are really going to decide that. So the college football playoff was announced. Yeah, break that. I know. You, I know you have something to say about that. <laughs> Obviously, Georgia's number one, which they should be. They're undefeated. They play in the SEC. They've been molly whopping teams. The defense is one of the best <laughs> we've ever seen in college football. Uh, I think the most points they've allowed is 17. And one of them was like a it was like a pick six. And then one of the touchdowns was against their second team defense. So they have just been shutting teams down. Stevens is incredible. They're the number one team in football right now. That's they're what I've two, heard. That's what I've heard. Their number two team is Alabama, who has a who has already had a loss against Texas AM. I know it's on the road, and Texas A&M's not a terrible team. But yeah. in their Alabama, they're defending national champions. So I get it. But but they still have a loss. And there's power five teams that don't have a loss that are below them, which I just can't get behind as a comfortable fan because you should be able to – put these teams that are having great seasons into the college football playoff to have a chance at a national championship. Michigan State at number three after a big win against Michigan. A little high for me. <laughs> That's their only big win is against Michigan. But obviously, they're undefeated and they're a power five team. They play in the Big Ten, which is 
probably the second best division in football or the second best conference in football. So they should be up there. They have Oregon at four who lost to Stanford, who's not ranked, not a very good team. And I know they beat Ohio State, so they have one of the best wins in the nation. But they still lost to Stanford, and they have a loss, and they play in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12's not that great this year. So it makes me a little mad. Number five is Ohio State. Ohio State only losses to Oregon. Uh, they've been blowing teams out besides that. Uh, they're a very good team. But, again, they have a loss. Six is Cincinnati. Cincinnati is number two in the AP poll, number two in the coaches poll, but number six in the college football playoff poll. And this team has been good. They're the ultimate Cinderella story. They're a team that's not a power five team that beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame, who's the number 10 team in the country. Their only losses to Cincinnati. How, how can you have them at six behind some of these teams that are that have one loss. Does it I have know, to do with like strength of schedule then? Yeah, I guess? If, if, it's if gotta sure, be. It for sure does. But they you play who you play and you you scheduled a great game against Notre Dame and you beat them. So I feel like there's no way you can leave them out of the top four. It's like just, only four of them are gonna make the playoffs, obviously. Yeah, so it's it's just frustrating. And then Oklahoma behind Michigan. Seems weird. They're undefeated. Wake Forest undefeated. As so, those are the eight and nine teams. Both those teams are power five teams. They got to be higher than that. But yeah, that's my main gripe is about Cincinnati being beneath Oregon. And so who are, who are your top four then? So so you don't you don't love theirs obviously, right? You're not you're not, you're not a fan of theirs. So who do you, who do you think right now are the four best teams in your in your mind? You know who make the college football players? Man, it's so tough. I think. Because Alabama throws a wrench in everything. I think Alabama is definitely a top four team in football. Okay. But they, I don't know if they should be in the top four right now. They have a loss. And there's other power five teams that don't have a loss. And I just hate the idea of, of rewarding teams that have lost. So Georgia so, stays at one, though. Well, Georgia. Georgia yeah, State. No, so, yeah, they stay at one. Like, so you're yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Okay. I, go, oh, I think it's a Georgia State. No, like, stays at one. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, they're not. Tanner, I don't know enough about college football to be pulling out states and all this. So I definitely not. Yeah, Georgia number one. Probably go Michigan State two because okay. they're undefeated. Oklahoma three, Cincinnati four, and then oh. Wake four, and then Wake Forest five, Alabama six. Dang, you got Wake Forest ahead of Alabama. They're undefeated, and they, they have – in no way do I think Wake Forest is better than Alabama. But when you're undefeated and you play in the ACC, which is the second or third best division, you, you can't fault them. Like, they are an undefeated team. So it's just frustrating. I'm cool with it. It's, just, cool it's just frustrating to see these teams that have done nothing but succeed this year just not get rewarded for it. It does make a little bit of sense though when you're looking at the you know the top dogs who they're playing in comparison to the other guys. So I, I do want to give a little bit of slack, but on, in in your defense, you can only play who's in front of you, and and if you have a better record than another team, you're playing better football at that point in time. I'm all ears, I'm all like, ears, man. Like I think Alabama would thirty ball Wake Forest. I'm not trying to 
front on that. Hot take, like, and not really a hot take but, there, but but like Wake Forest undefeated, so reward them for it. They're gonna they're probably gonna lose a game. They're probably gonna lose an ACC championship or something like that. But it's just frustrating. And then moving on to UFC, another sport yeah, man. Pretty passionate about this week had two title fights. Uh, Glover Teixeira wins the light heavyweight championship over Jan Blagojevic, who's was a heavy favorite. Glover Teixeira is forty two years old. The second, he's the second youngest, second oldest champion, oldest guy to ever win the championship. Wow, wow! Yeah. I didn't know that he was forty two. He's, he's been in the UFC forever, and he's oh lost a bunch of title fights, and he's lost. Got so close so many times, finally breaks through, has the fight of his life, and wins the champ wins the championship. It's a great story. Uh you couldn't have no better guys. Everyone in the UFC really likes him. So but this week's fight is the fight that everyone wants to see. Kamaru Usman, number one pound for pound fighter in the world, gets to fight Colby Covington, who might be the most hated fighter in the world. I think we're all cool uh, with a knockout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, me and Casey are pretty uh, pro Usman in this fight. 100%, 110%, man. 150, uh, over high. That guy, he's a that guy. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, not Usman. What's the other guy's name? Colby Covington. Yeah. I hope that guy gets rocked. <laughs> even though, even though it's probably going to be a good fight, it's probably going to be good. Know, that's the fire that was. Talking trash on LeBron and all that nonsense. So all that jazz. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a character. To say the least, that guy is a character, right? Character in what show? Uh, yeah, the, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get me, not gonna get me here. But yeah, I hope he loses. To say the least, uh, it should be a pretty good fight, though, right? As far as evenly matched, it should be pretty solid. Absolutely. Uh, Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound fight in the world, so it's hard for him to find a really even fight and he has fought Covington before and beat him but Covington's improved a lot his striking is real improved since then and I do think he's going to be able to stand with him which not a lot of guys have been able to do lately so I kind of think this fight's going to go four or five rounds but hopefully Usman knocks him out that's what we're hoping for is that Saturday night right that's on Saturday night yeah so Another another decent fight this weekend. Honestly, I I just I just sit around and wait for the McGregor. You know, once in a blue moon, the, the once in blue moon, big big title ones and stuff. Yeah, Other just the big ones and stuff. But I'm gonna definitely do everything in my power to check this one out this weekend. What a story to it as well. Want to want to see who's gonna end up on top. So we'll see what I can do as far as watching that. Yeah, exactly. You know that that makes it even even sweeter, even more fun to watch. You know when, when you know those guys can't stand each other, and they're just being able to, to bash each other's teeth in. You know, so I, one of the more entertaining sports to watch. If again you have the stomach, or you know if you are okay watching two guys go at each other, or two two people because obviously females as well, or two people go at each other, right? But I'm excited for it. We're gonna see how it goes. Tanner overall. A lot to look at. Obviously, the NHL is still going. That that season started not too long ago, a few weeks ago. Blues right? are doing really well. Blues are playing very well. That's our or my local team. Tanner's former. What's your team now? What's the closest NHL team now for you? Do you know? Do you even know? The Buffalo Sabers. Okay, I guess. I guess the Sabers are in Buffalo. <laughs> that, that's news to me. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, 
go not, not the biggest hockey guy obviously i think i've been to i think i've been to one hockey game i've been to one blues game in my entire life and i've lived here for 16 17 years you know what i'm saying so let's go blues though Let's go blues though. I'm still I'm still on the let's go blues. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Still still on that bandwagon. I want to urge everyone though, as as we wrap up the show, to go check out our our social media pages on Twitter. It's dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram. It's dudes underscore talking underscore pod. Go give us a follow so we can follow you right back so we can know who is listening to the podcast week in and week out. Please as well subscribe, leave us a comment, uh, do whatever you please on whatever platform you are listening on. We would greatly appreciate any feedback from you all. Tanner, though, man, I'm looking forward to this Cowboys Broncos game. Looking forward to see if Dak can come back and play. Bucks, great time for a bye week, obviously, for your Tampa Bay Bucks. Get everyone hopefully back on the field. Then maybe they're playing like the second best team in football. Because again, you know, you know, you know who I got to have at number one. You know who I got to have. And then uh, next week, I believe we're gonna do our kind of our midseason mulligans for our mm-hmm. uh, NFL predictions, kind of redo our predictions, playoff teams and awards and kind of see who we think now that we've seen these teams actually play. Yeah. Who we think is going to take home that hardware. Yeah. I definitely have a mulligan or two or as many, honestly, that, that you know, that I am allowed. I obviously had Patrick Mahomes winning MVP and I had the, the chiefs winning the super bowl this year, you know? So I got a pick or two to go back on. I'm looking forward to next week. But yeah, maybe some midseason awards, midseason award changes, whatever, whatever we got going on next week. Though, hopefully, uh, hopefully some some better, uh, some more stuff going on in the NBA. I know on Wednesday the Hornets and and the uh, Warriors play, which I'm looking forward to. I think on Friday the Bucks play the Knicks. So th- there are some some decent games uh, in the NBA. Don't forget about basketball. Got to keep those ratings up. Uh, but but some some decent games though uh, for the for the next week or so in the NBA. So we're gonna be sitting pretty. We're all kind of spoiled as as you know as we are as sports fans right now. But it's a great time to be a sports fan, and you know, it's a great time to be a listener here at Dudes Talking Sports. We try and cover everything going on in the world of sports. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoying the show today. Tanner, crazy. We are halfway through the NFL season. Crazy not, to think not that. Yet. Not yet. Seventeen games. Not yet. Yeah, but we're like, yeah, yeah, but we're like we're like middle of week eight. Like we're we're past week eight, like in the middle of the week. So like, aren't we technically no. right in the middle? No, I refuse to believe it. We are. Sorry, Tanner. Wake up. Wake up a little. We are halfway through. You know, appreciate it while we still can. But again, go follow us on Twitter. Thank you all for your continued support. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
set up you know, for the season ending. Let's open it with you. What, what are your first thoughts? What are your thoughts now? We've got about a day now to think about it. An interesting move. I don't know if it their title changes in any way. I don't know if it makes the team any better. coming back and playing the playoffs or it's because he's playing deep in the playoffs. No, this is without trips to the postseason. He can't play in the regular season. You know? Yeah. And he's and never been in the big moments. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. Go cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude. Talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can be out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.